Aloha morons. Aloha morons. <laughs> it's um, Renee and Yolanda here today. If yeah. uh, others will join, maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. But probably today's late. yeah, probably later. But today's mm-hmm. topic is crimes of Grindelwald. Now there are a lot of uh, problems with crimes of Grindelwald, and we have a list of stuff that yeah. we'd like to talk about. Yeah. So one of them is. The plot holes. Oh, many yeah. of them. <laughs> Too many to count, actually. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Plot holes. I feel like, again, uh, we talked about this, um, but that J.K. Rowling has a tendency of um, starting the story with, with like Fantastic Bees and The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, with kind of changing everything up, like starting as a, a new kind of story. Yeah. And the thing is, it's great that she's doing that. I guess like it's her being creative and stuff. But if yeah. you're gonna add characters from the Harry Potter's Potter series that like is the same characters only older, you kind of have to stick with the outline that you put on in the beginning of yeah. the stories. You get me? Yeah. And I get it. It's it's like, it's been years since she dipped into those kind of like French franchise. And um, like, it, it's been years. So I understand. But there's a lot. This is why a lot of fans are having problems kind of getting into Fantastic Beasts and everything about it. Because... A lot of times they they're like, "What? What's going on? How yeah. does this make sense?" That that was exactly me when I watched them both. Like, I didn't really mind Fantastic Beasts. It was really cool seeing all those mm-hmm. creatures and stuff, mm-hmm. and like meeting Tina and Queenie and yeah. all that stuff. But and I love the characters. I love the characters. Like, don't the get me wrong. I don't like. I don't hate them. I don't hate e- either one of them. But when I started watching Crimes of Grindelwald, I was just like. Why is this movie all over the place? Exactly. Like, this is happening. There's another situation. Another situation. I'm just like, why can't you just stick to one storyline? And, like, I don't know. Like, the opening scene of Crimes of Grindelwald is apparently Grindelwald is going to Azkaban. is being transported in a, like, in a carriage. Mm-hmm. But... The person, who, the person who's <laughs> apparently Grindelwald is someone under Polyjuice Potion, and Grindelwald is actually free, and he didn't actually need to go through all that trouble to get to just, I don't know, hijack the carriage. I'm just like, what was the whole point of hijacking that carriage with all those oars and all that? Mm-hmm. Like, what was the point? It was a pointless scene. It was. By the way, um, this podcast, um, because we're talking about the crimes and Grindelwald, there would be uh, spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you can. Oh, yeah, I should have said that. We have, there's some spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, oh my God. There's a lot of times, like during the movie, I, I was excited. Um, yeah, like the trail, the the trailer of it was like, oh my god, they're going to Hogwarts. Uh-huh. There's like 
there's a young Dumbledore and all that stuff. Exactly. But and like, I love the characters that they use for Yeah, Dumbledore they chose, like, the and... right actors for the characters. Yeah. It's just that the way the, the characters were written and the storyline, it just didn't... It didn't... The whole time when it's I was watching, I was like, what the hell is happening? Uh-huh. I was literally screaming at the TV, like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. This doesn't make sense. This person should not even be in here. Exactly. They don't need... To, like, Lena Lestrange. I don't mind her. She... Really cool character. Cool. Mm-hmm. But she didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. And she also died. I'm like, what? What was the need of her being in there? Yeah. If she was gonna die, and apparently she killed her, her brother or whatever... And I'm just like, what has that got to do with the story? Mm-hmm. What has that got to do with the crimes of Grindelwald? No. <laughs> I'm like, it has nothing to do with the whole storyline of crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. And then, what's another thing? There was a scene uh, with the mirror of Erised with Dumbledore. And um, it was like a flashback between him and Grindelwald like doing like, a blood pack, and I would think it like it's similar to an unbreakable vow, I guess. Yes, but I'm I'm like, wait, the mirror of Erised doesn't tell you the future. It tells you what your heart's desire. Example: How Harry first saw it, he saw his parents. That's how much meaning he wanted to see his parents very and very much. Want to meet all his family members. He wanted to meet his family. And then when uh-huh. Ron saw it, he he saw himself like being um what is it? holding the, uh, what was it? Quidditch Cup or something. Just yeah. He wanted to be remembered because since he's, like, sort of the youngest, all of his other siblings have, like, cool... They all achieve something. They all um, achieve something, yeah. And yeah, he hasn't that done that. He came, he's like, well, all my family members already achieved everything that there is in Hogwarts, so... Yeah. And I'm just like, that's not how the Mirror of Erised works. If you're going to put certain magical stuff into the movie, make sure you follow the rules and just don't make it up. Mm-hmm. Don't just change the whole magical rules of it because people are going to see. Because before um, I was researching stuff just to see like what other like problems people had with it. And I saw that the Mayor of Erised was one of them. I was just like, huh, I never realized that. the only one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wasn't the only one. And then... Um, What's another one? What's another problem? Oh, the apparition. Apparating into Hogwarts. Yeah. You're not allowed to... Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so mad! I know. Like, when I first saw that in the trailer, I... At first, I yelled. I'm like, isn't there a whole thing that you can't apparate to Hogwarts? From- yeah. And then even if you could turn it off and whatever, just for it, that they could uh, train them, it was a specific spot where you could do it. Yeah. And it, was, it couldn't be, like, that far, you know? I, I would also feel like it would only be certain, like, people, like the professors uh, at Hogwarts would only be allowed to do uh-huh. it. But if it's, like, Ministry of Magic, I would think that they would use the flu network or something like that. Uh-huh. But I'm like... You just apparate it into Hogwarts. You can't do that. Um, That's it's in the books. Mm-hmm. 
And then I don't know exactly what year they or like when they decided to. Yeah, the, the timeline. The timeline of the. You mean the timeline of the movie or like or the. No. Ha- the well, also the the timeline of the movie, but um the the reasons uh why you can't operate uh, to Hogwarts. I would think that it's the people that uh, which is uh, I can't speak right now. Um, the ones that invented Hogwarts, you know, like uh, yeah, Slytherin and everyone else, yeah. Um, that they made up that rule so that they wouldn't get compromised, you know? I would think it's just a protection. It was a protection. It was a precaution just for the sake of the student's safety Mm -hmm. and the school's safety. Exactly. So that would have been up since the beginning of time of Hogwarts. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense how they could operate to school when it was part of, like, a protection, you know? Yeah, I get it. So, but it, it's just crazy. Like once yeah. I found out about in the trailers, um, I did react negatively about it, and I also had a lot of questions why they could do that. Yeah, and uh, why was it a lot, or why would she change that aspect? You know, well, it J.K. Is- Rowling has a tendency to change a lot of things, or. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever fans come up with theories, like she agrees with them, but so but it's just canon. Yeah. But I feel like she she really needs to stop doing that because it can't please everyone. Yeah, you can't please everyone. You can't always do that, and it's just really annoying to mm-hmm. have that. And I don't mind her writing style. It's just that after it's been years since the last book and the last movie came out, and then it's been a few, I don't know, a few years since the Fantastic Beasts and Crimes of Grindelwald have come out and she's still, like, trying to, like, please fans. Like, I saw one video on how J.K. Rowling was saying Harry Potter was black. I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. What? Or that Dumbledore is gay? Yeah. And, like, and oh, there's, there's another thing with Hermione being black. I'm like, what? Yeah. And the thing is, um, this is why I stopped, like, following her on Twitter. Because every time there's, like, a new thing that she just decides on changing. And that's when, like, the point you just stop um, thinking that all her new ideas are canon. Yeah. Because they're not. Like, she didn't think of this... Even if she says that she she was hoping that she would put that in the book and stuff, it she didn't add it on the book at that time. So that means yeah. it's not canon. Or, like, you can't just change it only because now you're writing a new story about the same characters um, to change it now. Yeah. And the reason why I bring this up is because I have heard, I think she released, like, something saying about how later in the other movies for Fantastic Beasts and like the ones that are about to get released like in next year the year before that that slowly um there's gonna be evidence of how Dumbledore is gay and you know I I don't I'm not uh 
offended or anything about like him being gay like dude yeah like people don't mind that don't mind yeah it's just that we don't we don't like how she keeps changing the characters after the whole after the after that it's been years since the whole series ended so there's no point of changing it again Uh uh-huh there's no point of adding new characters or adding new information about each character since how many years since it's ended there's no point so yeah all that stuff can be added to like fan fiction stuff why is it that the formula of having a character they all have to have a love interest I don't get it. Like, yeah, they, they don't need a love interest. Yeah, they could be characters that have they develop their characters well enough, and they don't have to have a love interest. Dumbledore was that for me. Like, he was just a professor. He was a guidance to students, even if he was guiding them wrong. But he didn't have to have a couple for me to go like, oh my god, I love him. You get me? Yeah. Like he could have been those kind of people that just are not interested of other couples or like. Or any didn't have a sex uh, preference, he would still be a great character. But now yeah. that um, J.K. Rowling is changing the whole game, she's trying to give him a purpose of why he's like this, and I still don't get it because he's still a good character, you know? Yeah, he is. And you still could have room to develop his character of how his cast and stuff like that without giving him a love interest. Like, he, she could have just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. You know? But she doesn't like to leave it alone. She keeps adding stuff, and it's really annoying. Yeah. And that's why it's, like, it's usually, in my mindset, um, I love... I still love the Harry Potter uh, series and I'm I'm loving the new characters that she's coming up with and Newt Scamander being a hero because he's a Hufflepuff like me. So I am excited for that. But at the same time, I don't see, I don't put uh, Fantastic Beasts and the, the other like movies that are going to be coming out in the same category as Harry Potter series. Yeah. Because first of all, it's two different stories. Second of all, now that she's adding in new rules and stuff like that, it's, for me, it's just kind of like a fan fiction. It is. Like, it's more, it that whole Fantastic Beast series is just fan fiction. Yeah, exactly. But a poorly written she, fan fiction because there's no plot story. Uh-huh. And it's all over the place it's like how the way i speak where i have so many ideas but they're just ideas and i don't know where uh path in order that i want so i just leave it like yeah. that yeah Yummy. and then hope for the best for the next movie to um make sense with like more ideas that i yeah. have <laughs> so it's always an empty space for you to grow but yet she just leaves it there, hanging there, and then I feel like she's gonna forget of everything that she's adding um, to the next movie and just like drop the whole big idea, and then all the fans are gonna be angry because they're like, "Wait, but what if? What about this that you talked about earlier?" Yeah, there's an yeah, there's another thing that annoyed me. Um, in Crimes of Grindelwald, there were 
a couple times where there are like wand fight scenes, but they weren't really saying the spells. They were just waving their wands around. But exactly. I'm like, there's there that one scene where Grindelwald kills, um, I don't know if it was muggles or magic people, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we see the green flash. So I'm like, okay, he used the killing curse. But mm-hmm. I didn't hear Avada Kedavra. So exactly. I and I know in the books they were I don't know if it was in the books or I read it in the fan fiction probably in a fan fiction but they were able to say spells in their head Yeah it's in the okay, books Okay cool mm-hmm. And I and I get that they uh, if they do that in the movies but it makes more sense and it helps the care the audience know what they what spells are using cuz even with Newt's commander he actually used. He actually said the spell, so we knew what uh-huh. he was using. But as for everyone else, they didn't even say anything. Yeah, it, it was just like all. It was quiet. all quiet, or like we just assumed that the green flash was the killing curse, or the red uh-huh. flash was Expelliarmus or Reducto. It's just like, how are we supposed to know what's happening if they don't say the spells? Exactly. And then the reason why we know is because we've seen how the movies uh, from Harry Potter, how the colors change it. But a lot of times audience, like even like new, like kids now, they don't know about the colors. You get me? Um, It's also good that uh, a lot of you, like there's a YouTuber, um, I forgot his name exactly, but um, he made a video of how uh, Harry Potter has a, a lot of hidden messages or secrets and um, not with only the music or when they added the music and stuff like that, but also colors by using colors. I also remember um, one of the students in in our class, uh, her name was Elsa. Oh, Elsa, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she did a presentation about colors, too, because she... Uh, oh, yeah, she did. She studied about that. Mm-hmm. And how, what it means, and why they wear this color, and why their wands, uh, when they say the spell, why it, it shoots that color. So it, it makes sense for us, as, and especially because if you actually, like, pay attention... If you're actually really the, into a fan. the franchise, you will understand everything that happens... But if you're someone uh-huh. that's coming into this new or just wanting to like learn about it for the mm-hmm. first time, no one they're not gonna know like, oh, why is it green or why is it red or why are uh-huh. they not saying the spells? Why it's just yeah. like it it would help for newcomers that wanna come into this franchise to know like, oh, that's Expelliarmus, oh that's Avada Kedavra. but no, they just do mm-hmm. this the spells silently, which is I don't know. And it, it kind of looked like if you put it your eyes into their point of view, it would just kind of look like flashing lights, playing with fireworks. Yeah, it would because that's how mostly the dodging. that's how mostly the spells look like. They look like fireworks. So I'm like, oh, they're playing with fireworks. Yeah. They're not doing spells. They're mm-hmm. playing with fireworks. So it's a fight scene with fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they're not gonna take it seriously. Exactly. And to us, it's. It's more intense because it's like you're dying with silence. Yeah, it's like it's an awkward silence. All you hear is like sparkles or whatever. Mm Hmm. So you don't even know how to protect yourself. Yeah. 
So imagine if you did silence uh, abracadabra to me. How would I know that's an abracadabra if you're just pointing a wand and you switch it to me? All I have to do is say protego and hope for Yeah. <laughs> you get me? I'm like, did that work? <laughs> what did you do to me? Well, you wouldn't know because you might have been dead or something. If it- <laughs> yeah, I would have been dead by now. <laughs> you know? So it, it, it puts the stakes really high, but also they have to think about the audience that are just coming in in this franchise. Yeah. You know, uh, for them, it would have been even more confusing. And this is why we get so many questions, too, about uh, these movies, because they're all confused yeah. about what's whenever going on. I would go to Universal with my boyfriend whenever, before our passes ended. We'd, the first place we'd always go was the Harry Potter ride, just because mm-hmm. it's a long line and we want to get over with. While in yeah. line, he'd always look at stuff around, like, the little interactive stuff on the on the walls or whatever. He'd always ask mm-hmm. me, like, so who's that person holding in? Once they go inside the castle, there's, like, um, you know that person who's holding Hogwarts in his hand? My boyfriend would ask me, yeah. like, oh, who's that guy? I'm like, I'm going to assume it's Merlin. I don't know because mm-hmm. we, never, we were never told who it was in the books. But I'm going to assume yeah. it's Merlin. Yeah, I think it is. I, I don't know. And then mm-hmm. uh, what else would he'd ask about like the mandrakes or like what are those and what do they do? I'm like, oh they're just mandrakes. They um they used it in the second book, there's the Chamber of Secrets to help unpetrify all the students. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So him being a per a, like someone who doesn't really watch Harry Potter, he'd always come to me. He's yeah. like Hey, what's this? Hey, what's that? Because he knows I love it, and he knows that I know, that you know some most stuff, but not all stuff. Because so, uh-huh. like I'm still, still, I'm still learning about some stuff, and Same. I watched a move uh, a YouTube video recently, I think yesterday, on how um, it was on Harry and why he didn't die after Voldemort killed him, and I always mm-hmm. thought because he he stayed alive because of the the elder, not elder, uh, the resurrection stone. I always thought it was because that's how he stayed alive. But this person mm-hmm. was explaining how it wasn't because of the resurrection stone. It was because the Horcrux that was inside of Harry. The Horcrux yeah. took apparently, like, let's let's uh, just say Avada Kedavra it, was like a bullet. The Horcrux took mm-hmm. the bullet for Harry, so that helped him stay alive. And when he was in King... King's Cross with um with Dumbledore, he had a choice to either go beyond or come back. Mm-hmm. And also another thing, like it was it was mind blowing on how you know how if you have the um the Elder Wand, the Resurrection and the Invisibility Cloak, you're the master of yeah. death. And you know how in the uh, tale of the three brothers, the last one that had the visibility cloak, he welcomed death as a fr- as an old friend. He yeah. was saying how Dumbledore is death, and he welcomed him with open arms. I'm just like, oh, that's amazing. Oh Even though yeah. like, he said it was like all canon stuff because J.K. Rowling like agreed to that stuff. I'm like, but that's the most amazing fan theory ever. It mm-hmm. really. I just love this fandom. 
so much. Yeah. But yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff that people put on YouTube mm-hmm. about fan theories. And some of them really, really cool. Some of them don't really make sense, but they're still there if people want to believe them. But yeah. Um, yeah, I highly, highly, highly definitely um, recommend that you guys could check out more videos on YouTube about Harry Potter because I'm always learning yeah. something new or like their theory. And a lot of times it does make sense. Yeah. Um, of course, they're theories so yeah their theory is not really like actual facts uh, but they're just theories because but but most of the time the theories are really really cool really cool and then at the same time like the whole issue about how jk rowling's like treating this franchise now now you don't even know what's real and what's not (laughs) so you kind of just hope that that's the correct way you know Uh, um but uh Another Carl Brothers, they're really, really uh, good in breaking down uh, different theories of not only like Disney, but also Harry Potter and Star Wars and stuff. So I recommend them too. Um, It's another problem. Oh, um, the the as we said before, we don't mind the the new characters in the in the Mm -hmm. Fantasy Beast franchise, but most of them do not have a background. One of them mm-hmm. is Nagini. Oh yeah. Um, she doesn't have a background. All that she apparently in the movie, she came from a circus, and then after that, she followed Credence. But after Credence followed Grindelwald, she just disappeared. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, how did Nagini become Voldemort's pet slash Horcrux? Yeah, or uh. Friend. Yeah, friend. Like, how Which, did Nagini be- come to know Voldemort in the first place? That was something yeah. I really wanted to know, especially when I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, it's Nagini. But, like, are we gonna meet? Like, are we are Voldemort? we gonna see how she met Voldemort, or how how is she gonna? Uh-huh. How is this gonna but happen? Then she disappears. Yeah, she just uh-huh. disappears and just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hopefully, you're just gonna, you're just gonna, yeah. not even see anything about Nagini. Excuse me? Like, come on. And hopefully, like, we see her more in the next I really want to see more of her because mm-hmm. I didn't even know that either if this is, like, I don't know. I didn't even know that she was human at first. Okay. Um, this is what I've been wanting to dip my toes in. Um, Nagini, I love that she, they actually put her that she used to be a human before because it kind of like makes sense um only because the way uh Voldemort and Nagini will communicate with each other yeah you get me and then you could tell that Nagini was a smart snake she was you get me she was she was much uh smarter than any other she like, went to go she took Paul's potion as Buffill yeah. the backshot and almost killed Harry. What exactly? <laughs> That's the smartest if snake it was an ever. ordinary snake. If it was an ordinary snake, I don't even think it, it had that cap uh capacity to even be a person, yeah. <laughs> you know, and abnormal, you know. 
And then not only that, okay, this is where I had this problem with uh, Harry Potter. Um, remember in the beginning of the first book, how Harry spoke to the yeah. snake. I think it was from Brazil. I'm not very sure. But um, he convinced him to, like, release him. So then the snake uh, thanks him and leaves. Now, you know how Harry, uh, he was, we hear him talking uh, normal. So you don't, yeah. you don't see the. You don't hear the parcel tongue. Parcel tongue at all. And even the snake. But when later on, when he's talking to a different snake, when um, Draco. Oh, while uh, he's dueling Draco. Oh, yeah. A, yeah, a snake. He's trying to control the snake. So then he starts talking parcel tongue. And then that's how he finds out that he's, uh, he's a possum. Has that language. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the way the snake was acting, he was acting more aggressively like a normal snake. Yeah. Right? Now, uh, how is it that Nagini could communicate with Voldemort and he could, she could talk to him, like, with Pasatan, but Harry couldn't? Or, un- like... 100% like every time when they spoke it would be parcel tongue but when Harry uh, will try to like talk to them like okay not I'm getting all uh, razzled up <laughs> with my words so when when we see the that he's talking to Draco snake he's talking parcel tongue but we don't see the whole oh sorry Olive <laughs> this is what happens when you record a podcast and you have <laughs> someone's at the door so don't mind me <laughs> um but basically uh we don't we we don't see it as a first person we see it as the third person with harry talking to that snake right and then uh, when Voldemort and Nagini are talking, it's also the third person, but he doesn't understand Nagini or what she's saying. Did she lose? Did he like lose the understanding or is it because they bonded? That's my question. Um, I don't know. I would think if you're, uh, it's like Nagini and Voldemort are close, and then they're talking, and he, I think he was dreaming, I guess, but, like, he heard the snake, he heard Voldemort talking to the snake, but he only heard his, re- like, responses, but not Nagini's. No, no, no. Um, in in during yeah, this is the during the Goblet of Fire. You yeah. can sort of understand what Nagini's saying, but it's. I think from that point of view, I think the whole point of the whole reason why we Harry we didn't hear Nagini um like say like the actual translation words. of the words mm-hmm. is because for the audience to know that Harry can sort of 
understand Nagini in a way. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Okay. And then, uh, another. you know the whole, like, now that, um, in Crowns of Grundewald, how she's a human, and I guess she could transform into a snake, and she's, like, kind of, it's a curse, right? Yeah, it's a and curse. Then, if she were to become a snake again, she'd be trapped in a snake's body. In a snake's body. So that's why she was trying to escape because they're forcing her to become a snake. Yeah. And she doesn't want to be trapped. So I understand why she disappeared and everything. But, but at the same time, it doesn't tell us how she just stayed that when we see her with Voldemort. I don't exactly. like, I just, I hated the fact that they didn't explain to us why she was, like, helping Credence find his parents, even though his parents were dead. But mm-hmm. after that, like, she didn't even bother, she didn't, she didn't, um, what's the, what's, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? She didn't want to go <laughs> to, um, uh, not Credence. She didn't want to go to Grindelwald's side. She stayed away from that because from what we saw in Crimes of Grindelwald, she was she was like a scared little girl because she didn't know what to do. She was just trying to protect herself from having to be changed into something she doesn't want to be trapped into. And I totally, like, it doesn't, I don't know. I feel like they changed Nagini's mm-hmm. character because in the Harry Potter series... She's all for killing. She goes straight forward. Yeah. But in Crimes of Grindelwald, she's a scared little girl. Yeah. it. That's why I didn't understand how she could be um, sides of Voldemort. If in this one, she's afraid and she doesn't want to be evil. You yeah. Know? She doesn't want to kill or anything. So maybe her becoming more snake she's becoming more animal and she's just yeah i would think that i would think staying in like in um in animal form you kind of lose your humanity your humanity exactly and you become you become more animal like so i would totally understand that Uh uh-huh what's another which is very interesting especially um getting to see how there's also curses involved, yeah. you know, which, which, of course, whenever you're talking about witches and warlocks, you know, there's going to be, like, people cursing each other. But I hope for the best for Nagini uh, to not only, like, well, we already know that she's going to end up a snake, but um, kind of, like, finding out more of her background. Yeah, me. because she's such an interesting character. She really and every, is. Even when she was in the Harry Potter series, I was more kind of always wonder about the snake. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, everyone did because, like, oh, snake, he has know? a pet snake. Like, uh-huh. how do you get that? He's super smart. It's super smart. Like, how do you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what's another thing? Oh, um, Credence. Apparently, Dumbledore's brother. Oh um, yeah. That okay. ending, though, who? Why? Why? Just, <laughs> there's no mean for him. I'm sorry. Like yeah. I don't mind Credence. Like he's a really cool character. He has the obscure whatever it's called in him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's there's no need for him. 
And yeah, exactly. there was never a mention of another sibling in the Harry Potter books. Because I know there's Aberforth and Ariana. That yeah. is all. Exactly. Like, we already ha- he already has a brother and a sister that the sister he lost. I was more interesting to, uh, um, to see if they would show, like, how... He lost his sister. Yeah, I thought I, I would. We, we never we got an explanation of how he lost his sister, but we wanted. I'm pretty sure yeah. we want to see how he lost his sister. Yeah, and especially how the dynamic dynamic how uh, Grindelwald and Dumbledore's friendship is. Yeah, like and how we grew. You know, like more about their background, childhood kind of thing, but. It was upsetting that to get another brother involved because I don't get what was the there point was of no it, need for know? another sibling to be added into the mixture. Yeah, you could have just left it as a random guy that need help. Yeah, I would <laughs> just know, think it'd be powers. like another, um, another villain or something, but no one needed to add another Dumbledore into the mix because they were never mentioned. I understand in the story um, Credence was switched out by Lita but at the same time it doesn't (sighs) it's really annoying. Yeah. Um, What's another thing? And then the thing is that uh, it kind of makes me think that every time we're going to have a character that is very powerful, it's going to be related to one of our heroes or one of the strongest uh, wizards, which it also puts in mindset that um, that you can only be very this talented if you were born with talent. Yeah. It doesn't give us the whole hope of... Um, you could be talented if you study hard. It's just like, oh, you were born, your brother is talented. Well, guess what? You get powerful pa- uh, power. Yeah. Too. You get and it, it sucks because as a writer, you want to kind of uh, implement of that anyone could be powerful and be more like we're all unique and have different qualities where we can make um be successful without having someone in the family already being successful yeah. and, and me getting their traits you know yeah. what I mean? so I, it would be good that it was more like random stuff where like we don't we don't have to be related to the yeah it's just the, the, it always the has to be related like that whole story that Lita was talking about and how as she was talking about her family trio, she's like, this information is not needed. We don't need to know this. Exactly. This, is, this is unneeded information that need to put in the movie. And then after that, they went to the little, the little meeting with Grindelwald. I'm just like, oh, that's it? You guys are not going to talk about it? What? That's it? Yeah. And this is why I hope that uh, later on they, they're they put more light into the this yeah. story because it again it this is still 
a part where like we're still in the beginning stages and we don't know where is it going and the plot has it's still a dying hole yeah. <laughs> you know so hopefully we get more in depth and understanding and maybe like hopefully it would be more simple in a way where like other people that are just getting into this franchise um to get into it too yeah you know what I mean and I feel like these movies are being very supportive only because we are big fans and we've been waiting for another movie or another book from her and maybe this is why uh they're out but it sucks for the people that are uh, wanting to get into it but then never had the chance and now that they have a chance because it's back on it's on theaters they don't get it that's the th- you know I, mean? I would who are, if you're like a new Comer and who is trying to come into this new Harry Potter world, I would suggest you read the books first, then you watch mm-hmm. the movies, and then you watch Fantastic Beasts and Crimes of Grindelwald. Because if you watch Crimes of Grindelwald and the Fantastic Beasts, you're not going to get anything. So anything at all. There's no explanation. I would, um, yeah, I would yeah. read the books first. Then, and there's also audio yeah, books, you can, too. There are audiobooks on YouTube, so you can listen to those. Mm-hmm. And then you can watch the movies. And then you can watch Fantastic Beats and um, Crimes of Grindelwald. Because I'm pretty sure if I told my boyfriend to watch either Crimes of Grindelwald and Fantastic Beats, he'd be like, what the hell's happening? Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't get Yeah, because I, I even watched it with my mom. And my mom was like, what's happening? I'm like, I don't even know, mom. Don't even ask me. I don't I'm know. Like, and it's hard to kind of explain when you don't get it. Yeah, and she, was asked, she kept asking me questions. But I, honestly, mom, I don't know because I didn't, I didn't read the two books of Potential Beast and Crimes of Grindelwald. So I don't know what's going on. But I'm pretty sure if I read mm-hmm. it, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't even understand it still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, right now we have a small list to talk about, but um, hopefully we could do a part two, too, where uh, we could kind of answer you guys' questions. So if you guys want, you could also put questions on our Instagram post, and then that way we could answer more of um, your questions. Of your questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing I want to talk about, I, I, um, I listened to, um, that podcast you were telling me about, and I listened to their reaction to the, um, trailer of Crimes of Grindelwald, and one Mm -hmm. thing that they, they brought up was McGonagall wasn't born yet, but yet she's in it, so I'm like, Uh she wasn't born yet, so I don't know how she's even in the franchise. Yeah, um... What she's talking about is the podcast that I recommended her to watch was um, from these two YouTubers, um, Frizzy Voices and Tessa, and uh, they they partner up and made a podcast called The Fantastic Geeks yeah. and Where to Find Them, which is such a clever, clever title. 
Um, and then they also talk not only about Harry Potter, but they also talk about other geeky stuff. I really recommend it. Um, when they really go on depth about the movies and trailers and stuff like that. And there's, I also had so many questions because every time I listen to a new podcast or, um, movie when i don't understand it i the first thing i go is straight to rainy mm. <laughs> and, you know and even when you I don't know so I'm like, then who, who do we talk about this you know yeah and we were we questions was about mcgonagall not being in she wasn't even born yet and yet they put her in it yeah. and that also answers um what i've been saying for the since the beginning of this podcast is that oh just adding uh, yeah things on the spot when been in in that year to begin with yeah it's really annoying mm-hmm. and like I Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, no no it's just like. In the Harry Potter franchise, I understand they're both old, but I know that Dumbledore is much older than McGonagall. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how Wasn't old is he? Like a hundred, like a hundred something years old, something yeah, like that. Dumbledore, Dumbledore was uh, McGonagall's mentor, and that's why she trusts. He trusts her yeah. a lot, so it makes sense. Isn't it crazy that Dumbledore was he when he died? Hold on, you cut out. Say that again. How old was Dumbledore when he died? I have no idea. They don't really say how how old he was. Yeah. I'm guessing he was like a hundred and something. Yeah, in the movies, Ron was like 150, give or take. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And Voldemort was much younger than Dumbledore, yet Dumbledore looked great. Yeah, <laughs> Voldemort looked like he was dying. He was so delicate, and it's because all the dark magic. Yeah, that he used. and it's crazy. Like he could have lived a very long time and without the whole ruling and crazy thing yeah. that he wanted to do. <laughs> what else do I have um, on my list? Oh, um. Queenie's personality changed. Oh um, yeah! In the first, so in the fir- first Fantastic Beast, she was very happy, very giddy, very bubbly. Mm-hmm. In the second, in Crimes of Grindelwald, her whole personality just went dark. Like I understand exactly. that she loves Jacob and she'll do anything. And I know during that time, being married to a Muggle was illegal, so she couldn't marry him. And I know Jacob loved. They both loved each other very much, but since they couldn't do that, um, they were trying to keep it secret. But yeah, but when we see Queenie and Jacob for the first time in Crimes of Grindelwald, we've come to find out that Jacob's under a love potion, mm-hmm. and even Newt like sees it because Jacob's not that very happy to begin with. He's never like that. 
and even though he was yeah. supposed to be ob- obliviated, he never was obliviated. So exactly. I just the whole time when Queenie was just like, "Oh, I just I just want to marry. I love you so much. I want to do all this." I'm like, "Wait, she wasn't that crazy in Fantastic Beasts. Why did they change her whole personality?" Personality, exactly. And then even though if she had a secret and stuff like that, if she becomes a different person, like being, like even being serious and stuff like that, everybody around her that knows her would know something's yeah, up. Yeah, she can't hide so it. How can she still get away with like having him in secret when she's giving her she her character just yeah personality just changed. Um, Even when um, the scene where all of Grindelwald's followers are going through that fire, when she goes, when she's trying to ask Jacob to go through it, he's like, you're crazy. And like, yeah, because Jacob Mm -hmm. is right. She is crazy because this isn't Queenie. Yeah. Queenie isn't like that. So I'm just, I was so pissed when they changed her whole personality. Uh It also kind of smart that they um, changed her personality a little bit only because what's it called other people are intrigued why her, like if okay if the fans that watch Fantastic Beast and still had doubts and they're like oh, I don't think I'm gonna watch Crimes of Grindelwald. Just letting you know you keep um Cutting off, so I don't know if it's because of your Wi-Fi or something, but just letting you know, you keep cutting off. Oh, dang. My Wi-Fi is fine, so I don't know what's going on. I think it's the signal, but I'll I'll move around. I have people over, so that's why I'm like, I'm scared that their voices are going to come out in the recording, too. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, like, finding, if you had your doubts of, like, watching Crimes Against the Wall, and um, what's it called? I just pronounced it wrong. <laughs> um, and then you see the trailer and you see her character change dramatically. You're kind of get intrigued about it, you know, and want to know why. So you Yeah, I, I totally understand. And like, I understand yeah. that. But still. But ha- yeah, having the whole, that character change that bat that big and then throughout the whole movie and that yeah. is that's when we start questioning saying like why why did you decide to like change her character yeah. this big and um and it, it, it even it she's a different person you get me yeah she's not the so- queen we met in the first one I think mm-hmm. even the same with Tina but I think because I th- oh, I think the whole personality change with Tina is only because um she in the she found out in the papers that apparently she thought Newt was going to was married was going to get married to Lita when really it was it was um Newt's brother what was his name Theseus uh, Theseus was his name yeah yeah yeah, Something so like I, I would understand <laughs> the whole personality change with with um with Tina, but with with Queenie, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, 
And especially because Queenie is very tough. And in the first movie, I really admired her character because even if she is not very sure of what she's doing or whatever, she kept a smile on her face and like this. Yeah, she always kept a smile on her face. Exactly. And it's so nice to kind of like see characters like that, that they're, they're, it's kind of like Luna, how like when she, she yeah, she was always worst, kept a smile on her face, no matter mm-hmm. what, I mean, worst, scenarios. yeah, worst conditions ever. She always exactly. kept a smile, always like, oh, it's all right, man. She always kept a perky, uh-huh. perky attitude. Exactly. And I thought that Queenie would be that kind of, uh, yeah, character because she, they, introduced her that way but then, and then the whole the whole change the second movie comes and she's a different person different personality and uh it's not the queenie that you fell in love with the the dark one you know yeah. and i just hope they put her back to this like quirky character again because she when she was like that mm-hmm. and you with her you were able to see like a lot of the magic aspects of how she does her wand work and how she made the food just like float in the air while cooking yeah. it you know so like uh it's really nice to kind of see kind of things like that because you're like oh my god you remember that this is a a um, wizard's and witch's world and you're going to see a bunch of magic, you know, and not only like war, but also happy magic. Yeah. You know? But once you, she's depressed and everything goes back to darkness, you kind of forget about the happy sides or the good sides of magic. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that's all on our list, and we're almost at an hour, so I think yeah. that's all. Yay! So we'll end it here, guys. Um, what's it called? If you have any more questions about this movie or anything you want to be answered, please don't hesitate to um, leave your questions on our Instagram post, which is Aloha Morons on Instagram. <laughs> Um, what's it called? We will soon have a Twitter. One of our, two of our friends are still Uh making it at the moment. So once Mm -hmm. we, once they get that up, we will let you know. Yeah. More active on social media, I promise. Yeah. (laughs) We're still in the beginning stage. So hopefully we, uh, we'll get better for you guys. (laughs) Um, anything else to say? Not really, except aloha morons. Aloha tomorrow. Bye, guys. And stay tuned for the next episode. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.